Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, it is a Victory Monday, a Motown Monday. We'll get back to your calls as soon as we can. But right now, Commander's Head Coach Ron Rivera addressing reporters in Ashburn in command land. In the um, concussion uh, protocol. So I'm curious after watching this, how you, you wanted to go back to see Sam, so how did you interpret this? Well, it's one of those things where you, you're never as bad as you, you think and never as good as you think. You know, there, there are some really good things that happened. There was some really good rhythm stuff that was on. Uh, and then there were some things that, that were just kind of like, ooh, why'd you do that? You know, so uh, I know he's uh, he spent, uh, spent time this morning looking at the tape sitting down with E.B. and, uh, and Tavita and, and, and Kenny and going over that, those things and just kind of getting a little, uh, you know, corrections on those things. And what, what were some of the things that jumped out to you, I guess, both good and bad? Was there a player, too, that just said, like, you really like this and, like, this is you got to fix? There, there were some really good things when he went through his, some of his progressions. You could see him uh, getting to his, his second and third read and getting the ball out in a timely fashion. And then there are other times where you saw him get off of one read maybe a little too quick. If he hesitated for a second, he might have seen it, and then would have probably gone there. Um, but again, you know, he's he's learning. He's learning the tempo of, of how to go through progressions, um, you know, which he's good at. And it's just you know the process now, lining up and doing it. Um, the idea of a quarterback knowing t- the clock in his head, knowing when to get rid of mm-hmm. the ball, seems like that's something he's still kind of working with. In your experience, like, is that something? Is, is a different maturation for each quarterback, or how quickly does somebody typically kind of get past? Well, that? I can't tell you typically, but I, I can say, you know, that that some guys will probably pick it up quicker than others. And, you know, again, he is a guy that you know only played his second start in the NFL, and and you'd like to see him continue to just keep getting better and better, uh, which I believe he can. And with the sacks in general, I'm sure it's a mix of. Sam doing what we just said in the offensive line, but I guess what did you kind of see on on those plays that you hope to correct going forward? Well, pretty much what you talked about. You know, there are a couple of things that for us, you know, we 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 missed a uh, protection. You know, we we thought something was going to happen, and, and because of that, we came off a, a, a switch too soon. Um, and then we actually had one where we had a, a little foot traffic, and one of our guys got tripped up. And then a couple of times, we we probably should have gotten rid of the ball. And, and so it's a combination of things. It's all things that are correctable, all things that we, we should get better with and uh, we expect to get better with. Hey, Ron, do you feel like with um, Sam Howell, as you mentioned, only his second start ever in the NFL, learning a new offense under Eric Bieniemy, that you guys have to have some sort of patience when it comes to him while also knowing that you guys want to win now? Well, I think you have to have some patience with him. But, you know, again, in the back of your mind, you always do think about, you know, hey, we've got to do something to win. 
Um, but I think as you go through it and you progress it and you just know, you know, when, when certain things happen early on, you go, okay, we got it. We're doing it. We just got to get the rhythm going. And, uh, you know, we'll look at it, and each game will have its own personality, its own characteristics as to how things flow. And we saw this um, in his first game against the Cowboys where he's able to um, bounce back, especially after a turnover. He did that again, especially being down at halftime a few points in a sold-out crowd. That could really easily get to a quarterback. What do you make of him being able to bounce back and, of course, you guys coming away with the win in the end? Well, that's one of the resilience about him. You know, I think it is really kind of um, a little bit of a trademark of his, how tough he is. He is a tough young man. He took a couple of big shots yesterday. And one of the things he's got to learn is you can't leave yourself exposed like he did. And, and, and he'll learn that, and hopefully he'll learn that quickly. Coach, I'm going to first apologize to the other reporters here because I have a couple of off-topic questions for you. Um, we know how important the fans are to the team, to the game, to the region stadium. Um, any words of guidance that you can offer in your response to some of the viral videos that are being shared showing a very violent brawl yesterday where Ooh. one gentleman is seen getting hit in the face multiple times. There's women fighting, kicking, hitting. Anything you'd say to just fan behavior overall and oh, how wow. that impacts that, the team? That is, that is kind of disappointing because, you know, it, it, it's one of those things that, you know, the tradition of, 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 of Washington football is, is, is true. I mean, it's, you know, you can go all the way back to the 80s when, when, when Coach was here and, you know, and you just know that, you know, that's not, that's not what this fan base is about. This fan base is really, truly, uh, you know, an iconic one because of its past, its history, and its tradition. And, and yeah, we, we just got to understand, you know, let's just treat each other the same way and just understand it's, it's all about, you know, enjoying the game and the atmosphere. It looks like from your reaction, you haven't seen any of these videos. No, I, I haven't. Um, um, can I also ask you, this is from my colleague who's covering the team. With all the violence that we've seen in D.C., the greater D.C. area, what responsibility, if any, do you believe the commander's brand has in serving as an example for the area youth? Well, I think it is important that, that we do set a good example, as good examples as we can with sportsmanship as much as we can on the football field and doing those things the right way. Um, and I, I think, you know, we, we do have a platform that we, we can use if, if we, you know, if we put ourselves in those, in those positive situations to set the example. Thank you. Hey, Ron, uh, when you went back and looked at it, what did you kind of make of the shift in the fourth quarter to the run game? And is that something that you feel like can maybe prop up the offensive line and Sam as things start to come together here? Um, you know, in, in, in in talking to EB about it, you know, he felt it was an opportunity to grind it out and, and really, like you said, prop the offensive lineup, give them a chance to just load up and fire off and see what happens. Um, and it was one of those things, too, that, you know, if you can move the ball successfully in those situations and control the clock, you know, you, you increase your opportunities to win in, in, in certain situations. And I think that's some of the thinking that goes into it. What did you make of Antonio's fumble when you when, when That was disappointing it? because he had, he had made a good cut. And it was a player coming in from, in from behind. He just made contact with, the, with a linebacker. And as he was coming in, the guy from the backside got it. He's just got to remember, just like he learned last year, was he's just got to keep that ball high and tight. He can't let it drop down you know, when he's trying to get those extra yards. He's got to protect the ball and, you know, and, and lock that second arm onto the, uh, onto the, uh, onto the ball. What stood out to you about the tape for the defense? Say it again. What stood out on defense uh, when you looked back at the tape? Um, I think, um, first of all, several guys did, individuals. I mean, I, I thought as a unit, they played extremely well. Um, I think Jack and, and, and the staff had a, had a real good plan going in, and, um, and we were able to execute it. Um, you know, I, I thought the D-line uh, really 
controlled the pace and tempo at times and, and were able to make plays when we needed. it. Um, it was one of those things that as soon as it started, uh, you know, it was, it was one of those things that, that you really felt good about. Um, a couple of young guys made a couple of mistakes that, that cost us a little bit. Uh, they've they've got to, you know, continue to learn and grow fast and, and, and assimilate to, to how we do things. It's, it, it, was a, it was really a, a very good day for those guys and, and could have been an even better day, as Jack said. Um, you know, in, in our meetings this morning, Jack was, Jack was really honest and upfront and upbeat. Um, but it's one of those things that, you know, he expects even more. I mean, that's the crazy part, but that's the good part. What did you think of the rotation of, you know, Emmanuel Forbes and Benjamin St. Jude's kind of some of the defensive backfield? And, and, you know, I guess why go with that rotation? Well, it's the personnel groupings more than it is about a rotation. And so certain groupings will have certain DBs in it. Um, it's one of those things to do at the same time is that, you know, with, with the way Kendall played yesterday, the way Benjamin played yesterday, you feel really good about those two veteran guys. Um, so right now there's, there's, there's not really a need or a push to, to say, okay, you're, you're going to play every down. So we can, we can insert Emmanuel and, and, and get him comfortable and let him get out and kind of refocus, reset, get back out. Not that he needs to. He could probably you know, stay out there all the time. But this is about personnel groupings and the way we use those groupings. It, it's the same thing when we have some defenses where we only have one linebacker in there. I think it was as recently as last training camp where we were bugging you constantly about the third down defense. Mm -hmm. And they've been really stout since middle of last season. What's since about the, the sixth game last year, yeah. I think it was. What's, what's been the difference? Well, I think a lot of it just has been how everything has kind of come together more than anything else. I, I think the, the biggest thing that, that's been good to watch really has, has, has the development and growth of, of the pass rush, how those guys are in sync, how they work together, um, and how it also fits with the, with the coverages. You know, Jack tries to you know, work his calls based on down and distance situations, personnel and groupings, and then the anticipation of, of what he's expecting on those downs. So it's, um, I think they've done a really nice job. A lot of it has to do, I think, also with just the fact that they've grown into it. Um, you know, this is the fourth year in this, in this system with Jack, and I think the guys have really grasped the, uh, the, the, um, the, the ideas behind what he wants to do to, you know, to, to utilize them at the right moments. For Payne and Allen specifically, with the rate that they're getting doubled nowadays, what have you seen from them just over the last couple of years and how they've been able to handle those and overcome those? I think they've grown an awful lot. I mean, if, if you look at, you know, get a chance to go back and watch Jonathan on tape, which I know some of you guys you guys do because you guys get the all 53s and, you know, all those those kind of things I guess you can watch, 22s. Okay, I thought it was all 53s. You can watch the whole team. Um, yeah, but you guys get you guys get those. You can see the whole thing. I mean, you can see the growth in, in, in their, both their games just by the different techniques that they're using now. I mean, if you go back and watch them from a couple of years ago, and then watch them today, you go, wow. I mean, this, this has been really impressive. And, and, and a lot of it has been the work that, um, that they've put in. Um, a lot of it has to do with, with what, um, you know, with, uh, what Jeff has done with them and, and, and Ryan. Um, it's really kind of cool to watch that tandem of coaches we have at that position because both those guys are, are relying on their experiences of having played in the NFL. And the players really gravitate to both of them. Coach, the signing of Jameson Crowder to the to the active roster, can you spot, talk about the motivation behind that move? Well, it, it's a guy that um, gives us a uh, a steady punt returner right now, while while we have Dax on short term, and we'll just go from there. We'll take it game by game. And then uh, the replacing Chase Young with kind of rotation and defensive line. How did you feel that went? Oh, I thought it went really well. I I, I thought um, you know the veteran guys that got their opportunities. James Smith Williams was was solid, very stout at the point. He held the point very nicely. 
Um, for the most part, he was able to um, uh, contain the quarterback on some of the play action boots. Uh, he was very disciplined and got vertical and, and forced the ball out of the quarterback's hands a couple of times. Casey came in and, and, and was his usual very, very steady self. Um, he, again, set very good edges, kept the ball inside of him. Uh, on the pass rush, he was able to, to you know, stay disciplined, keep the edge up, force the, uh, the quarterback to step up. And, and so you know, they picked up right where they left off as a group, and, and that was really nice to see. I mean, I thought both those veteran guys really handled it well. And, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's just the tandem of guys that, you know, that we have that we'll continue to use. Before you guys went to the run game, you faced a lot like third and 20, third and 25. When, did that play into it at all in terms of making that adjustment? And no, we just can't go out and, you know, get holding penalties and stuff like that. I mean, we, 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 we can't, you know, do things that put ourselves in bad situations. All right, that is Ron Rivera, and they were just about to wrap uh, that up anyway. So you hear that live from Ashburn. Um, I wouldn't say there was anything earth-shattering or anything. Sounds like, you know, like Sam pretty hard on himself, uh, which he should be. Uh, certainly some some good things to take away from Sam Howell. Certainly some bad things. Offensive line, much of the same. Uh, the Antonio Gibson fumble said, he, you know, it's shame because he made a really good cut. And it did look like that. And, you know, unfortunately, things happen, as we all know. Uh, I Again, I, I don't know how much of this, well, you never run the ball with Antonio Gibson because he fumbles. I mean, maybe you don't run the ball between the tackles. Maybe you try and design some outside bounce runs, outside zone. I don't know. But you can't just pass 100% of the time when Antonio Gibson's on the field. You can't do that because that's an automatic doot, 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 doot. So forget about this whole notion of, hey, Antonio Gibson, don't ever run him, uh, don't ever run with him. Uh, that, that That's not realistic. I, I was happy to hear Ron talk about, look, you know, uh, can't be in third and 20, third and 25, whatever. Um, you know, can't take holding penalties, sacks, all sorts of problems which lead to really difficult passing situations. You want to be a passing team, pass first. You got to be in advantageous type situations. You know, I didn't have a problem with Eric Bieniemy late in that game. I know everybody else did. Nine out of ten runs. I mean, listen, I'm a run the ball first kind of guy. Again, I understand why you run the ball. It's not just for the number nerds. As a matter of fact, it's just the opposite. You know, you run the ball to wear a team out, to pop one late in a game as somebody's sucking in all that humidity and tired and their legs are worn down, and maybe they miss a tackle. That's why you run. Doesn't always work that way. But that's what you're hoping for, in addition to killing clock, in addition to protecting an offensive line, in addition to protecting a quarterback who is inconsistent. All of that. All right. Take a quick time out, come back with uh, some final phone calls, and then uh, tell you what we're going to do. We're going to do uh, Cam Curl just after 3.30, and we'll save Casey Hill for tomorrow because that was a good conversation uh, as well, and then we'll have Dumb Dumb of the Day. All to wrap things up before Craig Hoffman at 4 o'clock right here on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Good to have you with us right here on the Team 980 on a Motown Monday and a Victory Monday. Um, I love when all of the uh, film guys on Twitter put up all the clips and make my life so much easier. Because I, A, I don't have to do it. And I'm more than happy to give them all credit. But it just make it uh, it allows me... To see things that, you know, I, I can't see live because we're at a terrible angle, number one. And number two, I'm on the phone all day long with CBS Sports Radio doing that. You know, you just miss things. Uh, and um, How was uh, Zach doing? I'm huh? assuming Zach Elb's still oh, on the broadcast. Sure, How's he doing? Sure, sure, sure. Zach is doing great. He's uh, he's always ripping on FedEx Field and Dan I mean, Snyder and for good reason, the but... commanders, right? Um yeah, I miss I working mean, with him. Uh, I used to work with him. Did up you in New work York. with EJ yep. Stewart as well? Um, no, not sure if I worked with EJ okay. as much. Yeah, EJ is now the producer for that show. So, um, yeah, we had you know it was fine. It was fine. It's good. Um, you know, I I enjoy doing it um, and helping them out. Uh, but anyway, going back and watching some of these cut ups, you know, um, like my guy Jamal Forrest, uh, who used to work uh, with me at uh, SI, does a great job. You know, and um, you know, he just put one up of Sam Howell, uh, I think from about the Arizona 40, in which he kind of, you know, like a seven-step drop, and then he finds a little hole in the pocket, steps up, climbs the ladder a little bit to his right, uh, and resets his feet and fires an absolute strike. Uh, I think that one was to uh, Dotson, but I can't remember. I can't see because it's the all-22, uh, and it's too high up. But... Um, the point being is he drops straight back. He's under pressure. He slides a little bit to his right and then resets his feet and climbs the ladder a little bit and then fires an absolute dart for about an 18-yard gain uh, to right around the Arizona 20. Real good stuff. I'll, I'll put it up uh, on Twitter uh, myself, but uh, it's, it's one of the best, if not the best, throws 
that Sam Howell had yesterday. All right, let's get a couple of guys who have been waiting on hold for a long time. Uh, let's get to our buddy Lap in D.C. First up, uh, Lap, sorry about the long wait. How are you, pal? Lap? All right, Lap may have uh, left the building. We'll uh, put him back on hold and see if Matt can find him. Let's get to Little. What up, Little? What's going on, Ruth and Matt? How are you, Little? I'm getting my voice, my voice back. I want to give a shout-out to my section 222, man. We were loud and boastful. Attaboy. Attaboy. You have a good time? I was, Matt, I was telling Matt, it seemed like, that even, even the first interception, it seemed like the linebacker knew what he was doing. I mean, knew what was playing. I think, what I'm thinking, Chris, and I want you to correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to be quick with this. That coach was defensive coordinator for Philly last year. Some of them sets that he's seen coach um, um, EBN, for example, using that one player as a parable. That linebacker knew that tight end was going, wasn't going to, he wasn't going to follow that tight end up the field, so he stayed pat and he jumped the route. So this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Eric B was like, okay, I'm going to call some of the same plays we whoop y'all up in the Super Bowl. Now you can, can you stop me? It was an ego thing. Now hear me out. Moving forward, you got to keep that young fella up under the center a lot because we got the backs. I, hey, man, I'm telling you now, I wouldn't even have Gibson running the ball inside the 20. I put him out in space like your man Gruden said. Keep him in the space. Give him some toss routes. Give him some reverses or something. And then bring that young kid, Rodriguez, in there when you get – you getting to moving that ball and them, and them, 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 them like like Doc say them uglies up front start moving moving that ball. That's when you feed. That's when you feed Robinson and Rodriguez inside the guard and the tackle mm-hmm. man. It's, it's basic football. So what I'm thinking, it was more of an eagle thing with EB yesterday, because that coach, because man, some of them plays. If you look back at the game, I came home and watched the retape, um, Chris. Some of them plays, man, them, them defensive players was right in position to make the play. So I'm thinking, man, I'm thinking, I'm hoping it. He can get off of that ego thing and get back to fundamental football. And let's take this thing, man, all the way. All right, good point. Hey, look, good. Shout out to your man, Matt, man. God bless y'all. Stay up, man. We love Matt. We love Matt. Absolutely. Thank you, Little. Appreciate you as always. Right. Good to hear from you. Good observation there. Let's get to uh, Cliff in D.C. What up, Cliff? How are you? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> hey, big, happy Victory Monday, Ruth. Yes, sir. Uh, my um, guy. I was watching the game yesterday from the TV because at um, live you can't really see it when you act, um, exactly act the game. But I know that when the ball came out of Gibson's hands, he would be credited with the fumble, but he didn't actually drop the ball. The defender for the Cardinals punched it out from behind, and Sam Howe needs to learn a a quick three-step drop, something like a Dan Marino-ish type of throw or whatever. Um, is Cornelius Lucas still on the team? Was he gone? Because Andrew Wiley is getting too no, many he's, holding. Yeah, he he's still he's still there. Uh, I mean, they like him as a super swing, but I mean, clearly, again, Wiley, you know, has to clean some things up. But you know, on 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 a play that I just was talking about, and I just put it up on Twitter. I was just isolating in. On Wiley and and listen, I I know he's made I know he's had some moments, but he's also he's also at times and on this particular play was really really good. I mean he's I think he's gonna be better than what we've seen so far. Even though he knows the scheme, even though he knows the enemy, even though he knows the language, 
we have to give him we have to give him a little more time. Okay, and I have one more quick thing. Um, what are they thinking about going back to those those uh, yellow helmets with the R on it? I know they can't use Redskins, but if they were to go change the um, change the brand, why couldn't they go with the Washington Rough Riders? That way, they could use that helmet with the R on it. And I'll yeah. sit back and listen. All right, thanks, Cliff. As always, um, isn't it? Um, isn't it the Ottawa Rough Riders in the CFL? Or is it the Saskatchewan? All I know about Rough Riders is DMX. Mm-hmm. So I'll be honest, that is uh, not a topic that I can uh, speak yeah, I'm to. I'm trying to. Uh, oh, it is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. We once loved Saskatchewan on this show. Saskatchewan. It's still a great line from Slapshot uh, when they're doing like the. Uh, for those of you that know that movie, and I know it inside and out. I mean, I've watched it so many times, and it's hilarious still. Uh, when they're doing a little fashion show, and they're like, you know, next up is defenseman Billy something he hails from Saskatchewan. The card says here, Saskatchewan. <laughs> I love it. Uh, let's get to our pal Sean in Connecticut on the Odyssey app here before uh, the bottom of the hour trending alert and then Cam Curl after that. What's up, Sean? How are you, pal? I'm good, Chris. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, oh, before you start, before I you was... start, I, I I was checking out something on Twitter. I saw a picture of you, Trent Williams, and Jordan Reed. When was that from? Yeah, so I was picking up my buddy. He flew home. He goes to LSU. He flew home. I was at the airport, and I drive by. There's a nice big Escalade. I see Jordan Reed, and I'm on the phone with him. I see Jordan Reed get out the left side door, and I'm like. I won't repeat exactly what I said, but I I said along the lines of, is that Jordan Reed? Uh, but you can imagine a couple right. words I uh, put in there. L- like basically, so I, holy oh, F, is that Jordan Reed? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. And so I I, 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 I realized. <laughs> Matt's, I be- Matt's, up, Matt's beeping me, even though I didn't curse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I pull up and I look back and I see Trent Williams get out of the car mm. and I'm like, okay. So I parked the car I, and I was in the pickup lane and I just pull all the way up to the side. I'm like, I, I, I don't care if I get a ticket. Like I'm, I need to go get a picture with these guys. So I parked the car, turn the hazards on, like run inside kind of, and then kind of swiftly walk down to where they entered. Mm-hmm. And luckily right before I left to go to the airport, I changed into my, I have a, it's a long, you saw, you saw the shirt. It's a red yeah. skin shirt. Yeah. Um, and so he, I, Jordan just went down the escalator and Trent was just about to go. And I'm like, I'm like, Hey, I'm, I think I yelled Trent or something. And he turned around and I didn't know what to expect, but he immediately, he saw me and he saw the shirt and he immediately had a smile on his face. Yeah, nice. He was, he was super, super nice, super, super genuine. I like, I, I mean, I was, I, Called him the best left tackle of all oh, time, yeah. probably twenty times because I, I didn't know what else to say. <laughs> uh, both of but, those guys uh, are really, you know, really good dudes. So, yeah, no, he was. It, I just told him it pains me like every single time I see him in a 49ers jersey, everything. But yeah, they were two great dudes. Jordan was definitely a little bit more quiet, um, but I talked to Trent for a couple minutes and I went down and got a picture with both of them, and both super nice. 
and it just made me love Trent Williams and Jordan Reed nice. even more. And it was just Atta like boy. it was it was a very great day because that was also the day that I think he ex- ex- agreed to the non-exclusive deal. I oh, think okay. that's what the day was. So okay. it was great timing. But yeah, on to the game yesterday. But I don't want to take up too much time. Uh, I was I actually traveled down. I drove down on Saturday, and then I because I drove down with my sister. I took the bus back after Oof. the game. Oof. I didn't get home because there was some train tick. There was a train issue last night. I didn't get home till about three thirty a.m. Mm. But I had to get back. I had to get back for uh, working classes today. So mm. I had to. I had. I, I. I did what I had to do. Super. Um, super fan, things. Sean. Thank you. Thank you. A couple things. One way or another, I was wet the entire game, either from sweat, rain, and sweat again. <laughs> that was a little tough. The refs, there were several instances in which I thought the refs were god-awful, like the offensive passing fans mm-hmm. on John Bates, on Bates in the yeah. spot, on yeah. Gibbs. I think it was Rod, no, Robinson's third or second down right. run or whatever that right. was. Um, something that really, really bothered me was the Cardinals' defense, the chippiness. They, yep. You could tell they were targeting yep. Sam Howell. That one hit out of bounds, and then the one guy—it's circulating on Twitter now. Yeah, where he wrapped his legs around him uh, after the late yeah, hit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that that really, really bothered me because I get you want like I, I have no problem against hard hits, but when it's late or out of bounds, that mm-hmm. just drives me crazy, especially with the injury luck we've had mm-hmm. at quarterback. And the last thing I want to say is those—the game we had yesterday is a, a game that we typically lose. Um, and so, although it wasn't pretty, and there's a lot to work on, I'm just glad. Like a win is a win. I want going into the game. I want to win by 20. When they were down 16 to 10, I was like, I don't care how many we win by, just win this. Like, win the damn game, please. I'm sorry. I, I sorry. <laughs> no, it's um, all right. It's okay. I mean, it makes all the sense. It, yeah, absolutely. You're right, uh, Sean. I got to let you run because I'm way uh, past it. Uh, but I appreciate you as always. That's dedicated fan that's a long bus ride back to connecticut uh from dc especially if there's uh all sorts of transportation uh issues sean uh with the long trip but at least it was a victory trip into a victory monday coming up next cam curl my conversation with him after he led the commanders in tackles with i think it was unofficially 10 uh yesterday and a pass breakup as well in the commander's locker room but first a quick trending alert All right, how about Adam Pacman Jones arrested earlier today in Cincinnati International Airport as an unruly passenger? According to a report from police, he was booked on misdemeanor, misdemeanor counts of alcohol intoxication, disorderly conduct, and terroristic threatening. Certainly no stranger to trouble, Pacman Jones, uh, in the Cincinnati airport. Another arrest in sports. Rockets guard Kevin Porter Jr. arrested on charges of assault and strangulation at a New York hotel this morning. According to police, the uh, incident involved his girlfriend, a former WNBA player. And Monday night football right here on the Team 980 coverage underway at 7.30. It is the debut of Aaron Rodgers, Gang Green, and the New York Jets against Josh Allen. And the Buffalo Bills kickoff from MetLife right around 8.15. Again, all here right on the Team 980, and that's what's trending. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. 
Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good as well. Cam Curl. Uh, and again, my conversation with him, not on the BetQL guest hotline, but we'll certainly uh, make a mention. Try BetQL out. They have lots of great information. But again, catching up with Cam Curl in the Commander's Locker Room after yesterday's win. All right, down here in the Commander's Locker Room after a season opening victory with Cam Curl, one of the defensive stars. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm sure you guys wanted maybe a, not a, a, as, as nail-biting of an affair, but the defense really took control of this one, especially down the stretch. You felt that as you were, were going out there, right? Yeah, yes, sir. You know, our defense, you know, we just try to go out there and do our job. You know what I'm saying? We, we have the players and, you know, the ability to take over games, and that's what we try to do, you know what I'm saying? So we go out there. We still got some things to clean up, but I thought we played a good game today. You and Derek were, I mean, I mean, obviously Montez and John were all over the place and, and creating lots of pressure, but you guys were just everywhere, <laughs> like at least from my perspective. I haven't watched, you know, uh, the game yet, but I mean, you guys feed off of each other, right? You can feel that, right? Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? It's like we can feed off each other for sure. He make a play, I want to make a play. I make a play, he want to make a play, you know? And Percy and that mix too. You, know, yeah. you see 3-5 running around, flying around. So we all just feed off each other and we all on the field together. Like, I really like that. We can feed off each other for sure. Yeah, and because you guys play so much so much free safeties throughout the year, we, again, it's really not just your traditional two safeties. Like you mentioned, Percy's a part of it. When you, um, this secondary, I mean, last year at times, you know, people were like, well, you know, I mean, at times it's it's really good. And obviously you missed a number of games and, and it, it was a different defense. Can you feel how much better this secondary alone just is through one game in training camp in preseason? Oh, yeah. I know we have a good secondary, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you know, we're in the NFL. So they're going to make some plays too. We're going to make some plays. But as long as we keep going, you know, we stay together and stay consistent, we can be one of the top secondaries in the league. Yeah, you guys allowed, you know, a couple of big plays out there, but then you would always tighten up, especially inside the red zone. Uh, is that something Jack and the staff preaches that, hey, they're going to make some plays, but it's time, you know, you allow whatever you allow, but then you got to tighten it up. I mean, yeah, it's one play at a time. You know what I'm saying? We all know it's going to be some adversity in the game, and we got to put it behind us and go into the next play. You know, we can't dwell on it because that's when, you know, the snowball effect happened. So, you know, like DBs especially, we got to have a short memory, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, they're going to make some plays as well, but I feel like we did a good job today by uh, putting the fire out. When there was explosives, we put the fire out real fast. Um, the crowd. Uh, everybody talked about it coming in, changing ownership, the new renewed spirit, what have you. How much did it extra help you? I mean, you've been around here for a couple of years. You know, you've seen some good crowds, but I imagine this the best one? No, yeah, this one this one was crazy for sure. Like, from the beginning of the game to the end, this was crazy. Like, we really fed off that, that energy, you know, the crowd. Like, it motivates us even much more, you know what I'm saying, to go out and play harder, play faster. So the crowd was great. Um, next week, I know it's early. you got to go to Denver. I'll ask about the, you know, the, the thin air and all that crap. Um, how do you, I guess, mentally and physically prepare for that? I mean, I feel like you just go, go in like any other game, you know what I'm saying? I guess just be a little more hydrated, you know what I'm saying, because it's thin air or whatever. But, you know, it's football at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying. We're professionals, so we got to get the job done no matter what happens. All right, last one. I got to ask you about your Arkansas guys. 2-0, a little bit of a struggle against Kent State uh, on Saturday, but a win is a win. 
You feeling pretty good? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we're going to go win the, the playoff. You know what I'm saying? In the national championship. You know, I got all the faith in those boys. You know, we got the, the best backfield in the in college football. I feel like with KJ and Rocket, you know what I'm saying? We got some guys on the outside. Defense making plays. I feel like we got a real good team this year. Even with the new offensive staff, no worries. Uh, yeah, no worries, for sure, because Coach Pittman got them right. Woo Pig Sui. Yes, sir. Woo Pig Sui. Thanks, Cap. All right, there's Cam Curl, who uh, they should probably get extended quickly. Because every game like yesterday, again, 10 tackles, one for loss, a pass defense, and, you know, again, just being such a versatile, big part of this defense. Every day they wait, every week they wait for Montez Sweat and Cam Curl, the dollar figures just go up. Uh, it's hard to see both of them being back, but on long-term deals, but maybe you can get a franchise tag on one and a long-term deal done on the other to buy you some more time. And listen, I mean, no offense to anybody, but yeah, I mean, there's... There's Montez Sweat, clear priority number one. Cam Curl should be, and I think is, clear priority number two. Curtis Samuel and Antonio Gibson, I'm not sure exactly how they kind of view that moving long term. I don't personally think Antonio Gibson's going to be here longer than this year. I could be wrong. I would generally tend to think that mm, Curtis Samuel might be in his last year here. Which probably would make Chase Young priority number three. But I don't know if it's an an absolute for sure that Chase Young is priority number three. And this was even before the, the latest injury and saga. Yeah, I, I, and I know that's going to make my guy Linnell Willingham upset. But I, I again, I'm just being honest. I don't, I don't think for sure, as a matter of fact, I would tend to guess not, tend to think not, that Chase Young is not even priority number three. I mean, it is very clear Montez Sweat is and should be, even before yesterday, number one on the priority list. Cam Curl should be number two. Who's number three? I don't know. I don't know if any one of those guys, those three big names that I just mentioned, Samuel, Gibson, Chase Young, fit at number three. It might go one, two, skip a couple of spots, and then be like, yeah, okay, these guys are like priorities number five, six, and seven maybe. That's not going to make people happy when they hear that. But... That's how I see it. All right. We'll come back, wrap up the show. Dumb, dumb of the day. You want to talk about, like, if the commander's offense was swimming uphill yesterday, right? Trying to find Nirvana. Trying to find. What if they were to try and do a cross-Atlantic, a transatlantic flight or climb or swim? Is that possible? 
You'll see what we mean. I'm trying to weirdly connect the dots here uh, for our nomination for today for Dumb Dumb of the Day, which I think uh, I think Miss Aaron sent us. Miss uh, um, Aaron Miller uh, sent us, I believe, late last week, and we're finally getting around to use it. Which we'll do it next, right here on the Team Nine Eighty. I was watching back the um, the game ball presentation, first to Josh Harris and then to Jack Del Rio and recognition of Montez Sweat. Some people, I don't know, I, that I've seen like have been like, oh, you know, like problem giving Josh Harris the game ball. Why? I mean, I know he did it after like the preseason opener in Cleveland. I who cares? I mean, it's a game ball. It's it like. Guys, we can't celebrate the new owner and talk about the impact, the positive impact the whole changeover has had on the community. And we're going to complain after week one of, I mean, of the regular season that Josh Harris is getting another game ball. Really? Really? Well, let's slow down. Let's slow down for crying out loud. I mean, my goodness. And it was good to see Jack actually with a big old smile on his face. I like that. And even Montez smiled. I mean, Montez is like a robot. He doesn't smile for anybody. You know? It was good to see those guys. You know, and Harris was, you know, short and sweet. There was no long, you know, this, this one's, you know, for the city, that type of thing. Boom, 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 quick, you know. I guarantee you the next win, whenever it comes, and hopefully it doesn't uh, do what they've done around here for a, a while, at least, which is it, it takes forever, you know, um, to get a second win. Hopefully, whenever it comes at Denver, Buffalo, Philly, wherever, I don't think there'll be like a Josh Harris game ball presentation every week. I don't think. I don't think. Hopefully not. All right. Time now to wrap up the show with um, somebody who did something. (laughs) Pretty stupid. It's time for Dumb Dumb of the Day. All right. This one, uh, indeed, our friend uh, Aaron Miller uh, happened to send it. Miss Aaron Miller, sorry. uh, Send us. uh, So I was right about that. I remembered that from late last week. Title or headline, Florida Man. Of course it's a Florida man, right? Has been arrested on federal charges. Why? Because he made a man-made hamster wheel. What? A man-made hamster wheel to do what? Well, not to cross like the Everglades. Not to cross some pond in Ocala. Nope. No. To cross the Atlantic Ocean. No. Yes. No. Yes, Robert. No. Yes. Reza Belushi, I believe I'm saying that name, told the Coast Guard that he was attempting to ride what he called a hydropod all the way to England. 
and claimed he had a Florida registration for it, but was unable to locate it for them on board. Now, for those of you that have seen this, I, I mean, I mean, this thing's got like big old wheels, right? He's calling it a hamster, a hydropod. The the story's calling it a hamster wheel. Uh, I don't know if police are calling it a hamster wheel, but it's like. It's got like these big old circular wheel type things with like caging and metal piping all around it. I guess he was supposed to be in the middle of it is my guess, but he was going to literally, again, registered in Florida. He lives in Florida and he was going to try and cross not the Everglades where he'd probably get eaten by a crocodile or an alligator. He was going to try and cross the Atlantic Ocean. He's a Darwin Award candidate also on top of a Dum Dum of the Wet Day Award. You came in and said, look at the two first comments on yeah. the uh, on the thread. I, I think that, that says everything that right. you need to know about both so, Florida and the rest of the world. Yeah, so the first one... What law did he break? He tried to cross the Atlantic Ocean in a hamster wheel. I mean, he broke the law of stupidity. How about that? The law of being a dum-dum. And then the response to that was, the you can't be doing that law. (laughs) Oh, man. And then there was a poll. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, some dude had a poll in which the question was, should he be allowed to go through with his quest? And 93% of 271 votes said yes. And 7% said what Robert Griffin likes to say. Trust me, he likes no. to say it. There you go. I mean, come on, people. It's an orgy in the end zone. <laughs> well, I guess if you would have crossed the Atlantic Ocean and made it to, I don't know, Lady S, and maybe you would have tea and crumpets with Dan and T, maybe you could have an orgy in the end zone. Maybe this was Dan Snyder's actual attempt to get out of here, that he was testing this and see if he could get out oh, of here. Oh, maybe Dan is Florida man? Maybe. Maybe he's Ooh. trying to get out of here without anybody noticing. Wow, how about that? Well, busted as usual. Could you imagine what, serious, on a serious note, what Dan was doing yesterday? I mean, like, I, I do wonder. Was he watching the game? Was he not watching the game? Was he just, is he boycotting the NFL for a year because he's so pissed at the league? I don't know. I mean, he said in a press release he'll always be a fan. Apparently, you know, him and Josh Harris got along well enough to not only do the deal, but, like, I don't know, like, he helped them with something. Um, you know, so apparently there's no, like, as far as we know, like, no major animosity there. I don't know. You know who I did see yesterday who showed up to celebrate Dan's first game, not as the owner? Who showed up? One of his former henchmen, a guy that I talk about a lot on this show, Mitch Gershman. I mean, not Mr. Popular amongst uh, amongst many people that have crossed his path. I, and, and he did not look happy to see me. No. Hi, Mitch. How are you, pal? No. Could you imagine the audacity? Not the Odyssey, the Audacity. 
I, that was one of the last people I thought I would see there. All right, that's going to do it for us. Good show, good response out of you guys. Congratulations, you're Chris's dum-dum of the day. Forgot about that part. Much more tomorrow on the Commanders win. Commanders at the Broncos, Monday night football and more. Thanks to Matt Essig. Thanks to Cam Curl. Thanks to Jay Gruden. Thanks to you guys. Uh, Casey Tuhill tomorrow. We'll have to back that off. A good conversation with him, but we'll have plenty of time for that tomorrow. Craig Hoffman up next. Have a great afternoon. Adios. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.